you're listening to Taz Encounters on Faith FM. And we're coming to you live from Tasmania, right across Australia. Each weekday, you can hear what the Bible says about past, current, and future events. Learn how to study the Bible more effectively. Get to know who God is, why we are here, and where we are going. And experience personal encounters with Jesus. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm your host, Tabitha Zachariah. And today we have David Leo joining us from Devonport. How are you, David? Welcome. I'm, I'm well. Thank you, Tabitha. And happy Monday to you and everybody. Happy Monday. David, it's a public holiday today, but we are here. <laughs> I'm in the studio and I believe you're in your home studio um, doing this live program. How do you feel? I know your family, some of your family uh, members are still asleep. <laughs> Yes, it feels like a normal day to me. They're, they're all asleep, and um, I'm feeling good. I got plenty of sleep last night. So, uh, and and uh, what we're going to cover today, I'm I'm really looking forward to sharing. But uh, yeah, eight eight hour day here in Tasmania. And yeah. If anyone doesn't know what that means, we're celebrating when they introduced the, the uh, you know the, the policy and the work condition that you can work eight hours instead of you know the many hours they used to work so yeah that's what the that's what the public holiday is today mm. yeah mm. and david last week you mentioned that it was a week of spiritual emphasis mm. at um, northwest christian school where you're a chaplain um how yep. did that go it, it went really well you know i uh, I, I appealed to prayer warriors to pray for it so thank you to those who did mm. and i had um ch- churches praying for it and um yeah it was it was, it was a it was a huge success the idea was to get the church uh the, the school the students um you know to a point where they they want to be they, they want to get more interested just like i'm doing in, in the radio mm-hmm. um just want them to get to know jesus more and, and to do bible studies and also i asked them if they want some special prayer so we got some good feedback we got um i put out a decision card on on friday mm-hmm. and it's been yeah it's been received really well so we've got some bible studies that we're going to be doing and we've got some children that that need prayers and so um God's been really good. I went through the book of Daniel, uh, the stories of Daniel, and from one, two, three, five, and six, and uh, we finished off in the lion's den, which is always a popular, popular story. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it was it was fantastic. We had a good time singing songs, um, playing games, and going through the Bible together, mm-hmm. and calling for decisions. So it was, yeah. Thanks for asking. It was it was a, it was a true blessing. Yeah, that's good to know. It's always a special time. Um, to reconnect and reflect on our lives and our, our relationship with um, God. Amen. Yeah, and uh, I believe today you're talking about lost and found, like that is the title. And I have a question for you: Have you ever experienced being lost? I have. Mm-hmm. I have experienced being lost. I can't remember how old I was. Yeah. But uh, back in New Zealand, where I, where I was born and grew up, we had a uh, a flea market in a place called. Um, uh, Avondale mm-hmm. and Avondale it's in Auckland City and uh, when I was in Auckland City I was with my mum and, and the flea markets were really packed you know and I loved the flea markets they had a they had a band playing they had nice food all types of strange things that people would sell and and, and what not but um, in the crowd I lost my mum mm-hmm. uh, and I didn't know I didn't know what to do I remember calling out mum and all these women turned around mm-hmm. you know and I was like oh okay I, 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 and at that age I didn't know what my mum's name was all I knew was she was mum so um, I figured out there's this there's this tall set of stairs mm-hmm. um, because where the markets were is they had it at a um, a horse uh, a horse racing circuit thing 
so they had this function room and they get to go up the stairs and I went up the flight of stairs and I looked down mm-hmm. and I could see this woman frantically you know moving in the crowd and it was my mother <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, I, and I kept on calling mum until you know and they all of them looked up and she looked up and I waved <laughs> <laughs> and she came to the bottom of the stairs and gave me a good telling off <laughs> I told you to stay close to me. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. Why'd you let go of my hand? You know, you, yeah. But uh, it's uh, uh, being the mum that my mum is. That was her uh, sense of relief, just expressing herself. Yeah. yeah. So you had to go yeah. to a high point to actually yeah, I, be able to. That's speak. right. For for mum to see where I am. Yeah. yeah. Oh well. How about yourself. Um. Yeah. So if you. For those who don't know, I'm from Kenya, and I'm the capital city of Kenya is Nairobi. And those who have been to Nairobi or who have heard of Nairobi, it's a really, really busy um, city. And um, so I studied in a high school that was in Nairobi. And um, so when we had closed school, um, we'd get like a buses uh, picking us up from school and then dropping us off in the city. And then you just have to find your way around or like to the bus stop that's, you know, where you can catch a bus home. And um, it is like, uh, it takes time to get used to like navigating your way around the city. And uh, it used to be really hard for me because I I don't live, like my parents don't live in Nairobi. So I just come, you know, like during school, like just go to school and then, um, then go home like literally so i didn't i was not i didn't really know my way around the city that well um so i would get lost so many times i'd keep up on the myself. Bus? no no just walking to to the bus stop oh. so from where like uh, the buses drop us from like uh, we have buses coming to the gates um and then they pick us from the gates like the school gate and then drop us in the city and then like you have to walk to the your own bus stop like to take you home and uh, I will just walk for hours and hours and then sometimes for a few hours. And then sometimes I'll be in, like walking along streets that are quite deserted and they don't look so safe oh, and boy. I'll get really scared. But then there's this landmark. It's a building called Archives. Like most people, most Kenyans will know it. Like when you spot that building, it's like you will know your way around from there. So wherever I'd spot that building, I'll feel that such a huge sense of relief. And yeah, it was just um, an experience, I would say. <laughs> okay, so I looked for the stairs to get a high point. Mm. And in Nairobi, you you look for the uh, archives building. Yeah. And that's the reference point that you know where you're at. Ah, yeah. Okay. Mm. Well, that's uh, that's going to be important to take note of as we go through our, our talk today. Mm. But, um, yeah, we're going to go through Luke 15, yeah. three parables. So we're going to have to, we're going to have to make it real. So we're going to be tight for time. So we're going to have to get through this uh, as quick as we can. Mm. Um, Are you but, going uh, to yeah, briefly we, talk about what you shared last week? Or? Oh, yes, that's a good idea. So mm. last week we did the last part of um, four parables which covered uh, God's kingdom. What is God's kingdom like? What, you know, how does God um, see those who, uh, who, who are part of his kingdom and last week the last thing we looked at was the dragnet parable where he cast out a net and he talks about these fishermen that separate the good fish and the bad fish and it's pointing towards a time we're going to get into it more as we go through this series as well because Jesus makes reference to the last day the day where he um, the last days where he makes the difference 
and says these are people of God's kingdom and these are people of Satan's kingdom. And, um, you know, we, we, uh, uh, we were given an insight that Jesus doesn't keep this as, as, as to some that might sound like, Oh, that's scary, bad news. Um, Jesus doesn't hide it from us. And the fact that it is good news that everyone's invited and we're going to find that in today's talk. Everyone's invited to be part of God's kingdom. Mm. And you can um, listen. Oh, sorry. Okay, you know, carry on. Yeah, you can catch up. If you missed last week's uh, program, you can listen through the Faith FM app or the Faith FM website. Mm. Mm. Okay, so before we get into it, I'll say say a quick prayer before we hear the words of God. um, Let's pray. Father in heaven, as we jump into Luke 15, Lord, impress upon us how much we are valued by you. And uh, what you do to to come out to come after us and pursue us, that we may reciprocate the love that you have towards us. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, if you could read um, chapter the four, us verses one uh, to th- just one and two, just verses one and two. Okay, um, I have yeah. the New Living Translation open. Are you happy with that, or do you yes, want me? Yes, yep, we can work with that. Yep. All right. Um, the title is Parable of the Lost Sheep. Um, tax collectors and other notorious sinners often came to listen to Jesus' teach. This made the Pharisees and teachers of religious law complain that he was associating with such sinful people and even eating with them. Okay, so this is the this is the background to the to the stories that are about to be told. We've got the leaders um, of uh, Jerusalem, or the leaders in in. Um, or, or the Pharisees, as it's re- re- referred to in the Bible, and they're complaining that Jesus is always associating with tax collectors, publicans, or suppose what you, you know, the people that don't have any understanding of uh, God's law and the history of the Jewish nation. Right? So they're, they're thinking to themselves, why, why does Jesus do this? You know, why does he hang with the sinners and the tax collectors and the people that don't understand salvation? And they're complaining about it. You know, they're starting to grumble that Jesus would do this. Why would he do this? And so we've got to put that in the, in, the, in the back of our mind. And what Jesus is about to do is he's about to tell stories to appeal, not only to the sinners, but he's appealing to the leaders as well. These stories, they are also for you. And I want you to pay attention because you need to make a decision when I finish telling these stories. And he tells three stories in a row. So this is really important. Mm. Yeah, it just doesn't tell just one story. He gives them three different places to give angle, and uh, we're, we're going to explore that now uh, mm. as we go through it this morning. Yeah, mm. we're going to listen to a first song, but before that, I have a question for listeners. Um, so uh, let us know if you've ever felt lost. Maybe you lost your way. You could be you are in a new town, or like you <clears throat> had a new job, you are in a new organization, or you've just felt like you're losing track with your life. And what did you do about that? How did you solve the situation? Um, text us your responses to zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one, and uh, that's our show number. You can use it to um, text any comments, any feedback, and uh, also claim our free book offer. We'll give you more information about that later on. Um, our first song is "Search for Me" by Marion Blythe Peppers. Beside me while I weep, I'm crying to you on bended knee. I know you are. 
Search for me by Marion Blythe Peppers, and you're listening to Taz Encounters with David uh, Leo. And uh, David is talking on this topic of lost and found. Uh, that is from Luke 15 verses 1 to 32. Um, before we went to a break, I asked our listeners a question. I'm asked our listeners to share if they've ever felt lost in any way, like maybe they were they lost their way. Um, they were visiting a new place or they were in a new organization and they just felt lost because they hadn't really you know mastered their job well or like you know their way around the organization or just felt like they were lo- you losing track of life uh with your life 
What did you do about that? Like, uh, how did you solve that situation or how did you come around um, that situation? Share your responses on zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. Um, And we, our free book offer is called Have You Ever Been Lost by Chris Holland. I'll give you more information later on. Um, David, you've given us the background that Jesus wanted to talk to the Pharisees and the sinners as well in response to the Pharisees' question regarding Jesus' association with sinners. What mm. are the three parables that you said you wanted to share with us? Wow. In well, response you know, to that. <laughs> yeah, we're going to give you the first one. And, and these, uh, I want the listeners to know too, keep in mind that these, a, um, these become a bedrock series of parables and they, these are so important i hope that if you haven't heard it or if you have heard it man try to keep it into keep it in your memory section somewhere because this will uh, tell you how important you are to god uh, the first one is called the lost sheep and it's found in luke 15 verses 3 to 7 7 yeah yeah would you mind reading that for us please tabitha Sure. Um, so Jesus told them this story. If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them gets lost, what will he do? Won't he leave the 99 others in the wilderness and go to search for the one that is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he will joyfully carry it home on his shoulders. When he arrives, he will call together his friends and neighbors saying, rejoice with me because I have found my lost sheep. In the same way, there is more joy in heaven over one lost sinner who repents and returns to God than over 99 others who are righteous and haven't strayed away. Yeah, so that's our first one. That's our first parable out of the three where Jesus is about is appealing to the Pharisees and the leaders and also to the sinners. And he uses this occupation that's very common in Palestine, the Palestine at that time, at the time where uh, the location where he lives and the time that he's living. Shepherds, it's a common job so people that are listening they understand this you know they understand that uh that sheep is really important to the economy of the person that looks after the sheep you know they provide wool mm-hmm. they provide mutton they um you know they, they have a they're, they're all these things and how much the shepherd values a sheep one of the strange things is mm-hmm. um and the story is you think that the shepherd will get someone to look after the 99 that's missing, you know. So you got to maybe just read into it. But the fact is that this sheep, and I mean, you think about it. Some somebody, the attitude that we could have today is, uh, and I say because we have a lot today. You know, today we we have a lot of possessions. We have a lot in our our hands. We eat like kings would back in the days, even better than kings. You know, like in, in the time that we're living in. If we lose something, we probably won't be too faced. You know. Hmm. Ah, that's all right. I can get another one. Hmm. We find that this shepherd, that's not good enough. He has to make the effort to look after the sheep. If the sheep strays away, there's a possibility that it can um, it can get uh, slaughtered by the animals that are out there. It could fall into a a ditch, fall over a cliff. There's every likelihood that this sheep is not going to survive. And so we keep in mind this lost and found concept. The sheep is lost. Now, we don't know how the sheep got lost, but one thing we do know is that sheep does not know how to get back home. Hmm. So the shepherd goes after it, right, because it's lost, but it doesn't know how to return. And um, when when the shepherd, the shepherd finds his sheep, 
he asked his neighbors, I don't know if this is common practice back then, but he, he asked his neighbors, hey, come join with me. I found my sheep, right? And that shepherd could have been like, um, that, that shepherd could have been like my mom, you know, told, told off the sheep for being lost and all that kind of stuff, but we didn't find that. The shepherd finds the sheep, puts it around its shoulders, you know, and rejoices. You know, like, ah, yes, really happy that uh, we found the sheep. So that's the that's the first one we come across, right? Mm. So, so one thing to note, um, this sheep was so valuable to the shepherd that he would leave the 99 to go and find that, that lost sheep. Um, and the other point is that sheep that got lost, it doesn't know how to get back home. Mm. Right, so we have that type of situation. Then we've got the second parable. The second parable is um, verses eight to ten. Hmm. So if you could, if you could read that too, please. Sure, um, it's um, yeah, it's the parable of the lost coin. Um, hmm. Or suppose a woman has ten silver coins and loses one. When she lights a lamp and sweep the entire house and search carefully until she finds it. And when she finds it, she will call in her friends and neighbors and say, Rejoice with me because I have found my lost coin. In the same way, there is joy in the presence of God's angels when even one sinner repents. Yeah, isn't that interesting? That's, uh, you know, that's a strange thought to me. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> the, the, the coin's value is valuable because I think if you and I, if we lost a day's wage, right, Mm-hmm. Like if you're working on a holiday and you're getting paid double time and a half, and you lose that wage, that's a lot right? of money. <laughs> that's a lot. That's a lot of money, right? Yeah. Like you're gonna get it's 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 enough to make you upset and go, man, I, mm-hmm. I need to find that money. So this this drachma, this uh, this currency that the Bible's referring to, it's a day's wage. It's one of her coins is a day's wage. Just ten days work. Well, let's just see. It's just a fortnight. A fortnight's work, and one of the days is wages is missing. Right now. It's not the currency that's so important, right? It's the value that this woman places on that coin. Hmm. That that coin is so special that you know I'm gonna I'm gonna go to all this effort to move the sofa around and sweep and you know uh, and it must be at night time because it's either night time or it's a dark place because she needs to light a lamp to find this coin, right? And so when she finds it, um. Uh, she also calls her neighbors and friends to come rejoice with her that she found a coin. Hmm. I don't know what that looks like. That's a that's a funny idea to me. You know, like um, you know, I, there's been many a time at home where um, I've lost the car keys or I've lost my wallet, and uh, you know, my my kids become my search party and I inconvenience everyone to start looking for, you know, whatever it is my phone is. But uh, and when I find it, I say thank you. But you know, I don't call my friends to celebrate or or whatever. You know, rejoice. It's not. It's a strange concept to me. But Jesus is trying to make a point that this is a big deal. Hmm. When the when the lost is found, this is not something to just you know uh, just look over. No, he says I want you to pay attention. This is an important thing. Uh, the lost coin, different to the lost sheep, the lost. Sheep knew it was lost, didn't know how to find its way home. Hmm. If you're a lost coin, it's an inanimate object. You know, it doesn't have any life. But the lost coin doesn't know it's lost, and hmm. so doesn't need that doesn't have the need to go home. <laughs> so you compare these two stories. You know, the, the parables you got. 
you got the sheep and he's appealing to the sinners you know they they, they you know like uh, I know that you feel lost but you don't know what to do about it right and Jesus is saying I'm the answer to that and then he talks about the woman of the coin and some of you uh, you're lost and don't even know it right and we we get a lot you know that, that's a common thing you know oh Dave uh, you know I don't need to hear about the gospel I don't uh, um, Jesus uh, oh sorry I've heard this a lot church is really good for you because it's got community and it's got good values and it's got all these things but you know I'm okay I don't need that I'm fine you know there's no need to you don't need to you don't need to try and encourage me to be part of that community or to get to know the Bible or anything like that um, that's a tough place to be you know mm. to be lost and know you know and and what they need is is uh is salvation you know like i think one of the things that uh, that we often avoid is quiet times because <laughs> you get to hear your thoughts right and uh your thoughts will tell you hey what what's what are we doing you know we're just working or we just go to school we're just doing this and doing it over and over again there seems to be no purpose to life or like we discussed last week, when a crisis hits, it really reveals the true character of who you are, you know? Um, and so those, those two things we try and avoid. We try and avoid total peace. We don't want to hear our, our own thoughts and we don't want total chaos. You know, we just want to be left to our own devices and, uh, you know, we've got, and we don't even realize the, the situation that we're in is we need our shepherd and we need this woman that's looking out, uh, looking out for us. And we find that in these two stories, the and we're gonna find the third story, which is the most elaborate one. That mm-hmm. um, that God's value that He places on a coin, uh, places on a you know this this sheep, uh, it should reveal to us. Wow, we mean that much that He'll go to He'll be so inconvenienced to go out and find us. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Mm. Have you ever been lost? Um, have you ever been lost? Maybe you lost your way. Maybe you just, you know. Been in a situation where you felt lost. Um, how did you feel about that? And what did you do about it? We'd like to hear about it. Uh, please text us your responses to 048-880-891. And uh, our free book of uh, today is called Have You Ever Been Lost by Chris Holland. And I uh, will give you the code later on and a bit of more information. Our next song is Reckless Love, How He Loves Us by Anthem Lights. This is one of my favorite songs. Before I spoke a word, you were singing over me. You've been so, so good to me. Before I took a breath, you breathed your life in me. You've been so, so kind to me. Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. Oh, it chases me down, fights till I'm found, leaves the Serve it, still you give yourself away. Oh, the overwhelming, never ending, reckless love. 
of God. He is jealous for me. Loves like a hurricane. I am a tree bending beneath the weight of His wind and mercy. When all of a sudden I am unaware of these afflictions, eclipsed by glory, and I realize just how beautiful You are and how great Your affections are for me. Oh, how He loves us so! Oh, how He loves us! How He loves us so! program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. What a beautiful song, Reckless Love, mm. How He Loves Us by Anthem Lights. And uh, yeah, this song is just amazing, talking about the trouble that God goes through um, to save us. And you're listening to Taz Encounters with um, David Leo, and uh, David is talking about Lost and Found. And that is from the book of Luke, chapter 51, verses yes. 1 to 32. I just want to remind our listeners to share with us if they've been, if they have ever felt lost, um, in any way, how they felt like being in that situation and uh, what they did about it. Um, yeah, we'd like to hear from you. Share with us on 048-880-891. Um, now David, you told us, We've shared two parables so far. Um, the parable of the lost ship and uh, the mm. lost coin. And you made an important point that the lost are very precious um, to the owner because they go through a lot of trouble to actually um, retrieve that what is yeah. lost. Yes. Uh, what is the yeah. third parable? Well, this is the most elaborate one. You know, I, in fact, I, I feel bad right now that the listeners are only going to get a very small preview of this of this parable, but. 
Listen, if you wanna if you wanna do an, an episode on um an episode where I cover this just cover this one parable, please, you know, text in and I'll I'll make sure to do that. But uh for now I'm gonna give you a really like a, a trailer or preview version of um the story and it starts from verse eleven and it finishes at uh thirty one. Uh so it's a pretty pretty long part, but this is this is now um this is Jesus putting the nail in the coffin just to just to make the appeal to the Pharisees. What are you, what are you going to do? Mm. Where do you stand in this? Not only that, but you're going to find at the end of the story. He's going to ask us, where do you stand? Right, where, where are you, where are you in this story? So, um, if you could read that massive passage for us, please, Tabitha, and our listeners, listen carefully to the story. Yeah. It's an amazing story. Yeah, yeah, the parable of the lost son. Um, to illustrate the point further, um, Jesus told them this story. A man had two sons. The younger son told his father, I want my share of your estate now before you die. So his father agreed to divide his wealth between his sons. Um, a few days later, this younger son packed all his belongings and moved to a distant land. And there he wasted all his money in wild living. Uh, about the time his money ran out, a great famine swept over the land and he began to starve. He persuaded a local farmer to hire him and the man sent him into the fields to feed the pigs. The young man became so hungry that even the pods he was feeding the pigs looked good to him, but no one gave him anything. When he finally came to his senses, he said to himself, At home, even the hired servants have food enough to spare, and here I am dying of hunger. I will go home to my father and say, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you, and I am no longer worthy of being called your son. Please take me take me on as a hired servant. So he returned home to his father, and while he was still a long way off, his father saw him coming. Filled with love and compassion, he ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him. His son said to him, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you, and I am no longer worthy of being called your son. But his father said to the servants, Quick, bring the finest robe in the house and put it on him. Get a ring for his finger and sandals for his feet, and kill the calf we have been fattening. We must celebrate with a feast, for this son of mine was dead and has now returned to life. He was lost but now he is found. So the party began. Meanwhile, the older son was in the fields working. When he returned home, he heard music and dancing in the house. So he asked one of the servants what was going on. Your brother is back, he was told, and your father has killed the fattened um, calf. We are celebrating because of his safe return. The older brother was angry and wouldn't go in. His father came out and begged him, but he replied, All these years I have slaved for you and never once refused to do a single thing you told me to. And in all that time, you never gave me even one young goat for a feast with my friends. Yet when this son of yours comes back after squandering your money on prostitutes, you celebrate by killing the fattened calf? His father said to him, Look, dear son, you have always stayed by me, and everything I have is yours. We have to celebrate this happy day, for your brother was dead and has come back to life. He was lost, but now he's found. Mm, what a story. You know, and here, here is Jesus using uh, s- structure and you know, purposeful language to really get um, these Pharisees annoyed, you know. And, and and if I'm honest, mm-hmm. I find it annoying too. Mm. You know, like 
and in, in my my judgment, um, this boy doesn't deserve the treatment that he's getting from the father. Mm, yeah, you, know, you did. You did. You know, my my thinking is, you did that to yourself, man. Mm. You know, like uh, you. You brought you it on yourself. Stage. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And you know, like um, I won't get to too much detail because you know, like I said, we're pretty short on time. But um, in those days, we probably think. Uh, well, the first thing he said is he wants the estate before his father dies. You know, in a way, it's nearly it's nearly saying, "I wish you were dead, Dad, so I can get your get the estate, the money that I'm entitled to." So before the father even dies, and he's wishing death upon his father. And uh, the estate, in those days, the oldest son would get double what the younger one gets. That's the way it worked back then, you know. So he'd have, it would have been split into thirds if there was only two boys, right? So the the, the older brother had the most, and then whatever the, the son had, he had what he had. And what he decided to do was, as the Bible says, he squandered it. The money went on just useless things to the point that he's feeding pigs. And when he uses the word feeding pigs... To the Jews' mind, to the Pharisees, man, you're talking about an unclean animal, mm. right? And not only that, he doesn't just feed the pigs; he ends up eating the food that the mm-hmm. pigs are eating, mm-hmm. which makes the Pharise- you know that make the Jew go, oh yuck, mm-hmm. you know, like this is disgusting. And then he said he's going back to the father, and the father's going to accept him after squandering the money, after living this type of lifestyle, after feeding with pigs. The father's going to take him back. And in fact, it says the father runs out to greet him. Even that is against the cultural norms of society. A father is too dignified to lift up his girders, bring up his um, his clothes so that he can run towards his son. That, 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 that's not what a dignified man does. But Jesus tells a story in that manner that the father is not only just looking out for him, must have been every day he's coming out looking out to see if his son's coming back. He runs towards him. Hmm. And then he throws this party, you know, and, and, and you imagine you imagine the speech the little the young man was coming up with, you know, all these things, oh, I'm not worthy, you know, Dad, I won't be your son, I'll just be a servant. And all that just got shut down. The hmm. father took him back as a son after doing all those things. And then you think to yourself, the older brother has a point. He's been there the whole time, he hasn't gone anywhere, never had a party thrown for him. And he's saying, Dad, you know, how come you don't see the same way that I, I see it? Hmm. And the father appeals to him, please, you know, help me. You know, try to see things the way I see it. Your brother was lost, and now he's back. Can you try your best to celebrate and see the joy in that? Hmm. Like the 99, the 99 sheep that were left behind, they were, they were rejoicing over the one that was found. And he's, you know, the, she- the ship is asking the 99, will you celebrate with me that the one sheep has been found? Hmm. Right. And this son, the way we looked at the sheep, it was lost, can't find its way back home. The coin doesn't know it's lost. So it can't find, obviously can't find its way back to the, to the owner. This, this, uh, son, he was in the right place to begin with and he went and he knew how to go, come back home. Right. There's something, there's something about that, the contrast between the three. And the, Jesus is making the appeal now. Pharisees, leaders, when somebody return, when somebody comes to God, will you not join me in celebrating that they've made the right choice to return and not be lost? Mm. Or are you going to grumble like the older brother? Mm. Older brother, can you not see in your heart that this is a time to rejoice? If you love your younger brother so much, I know, you know, you're angry about, 
uh, what he did with the estate. You're angry that he left and he squandered his money, he wasn't here. But my son, can you just find it in your heart that this is a great and a good thing that he's back? Hmm. And then it leaves, and then it leaves the question in our field, Tabitha. You, me, and everyone that's listening. Hmm. What type of attitude are we going to have? Are we going to join Jesus in celebrating that? Wow, now found and all this, or hmm. you know, are we going to are we going to settle for our logic? Oh, you deserve that. Hmm. <laughs> you know, I've been I've been doing the right thing the whole time, but you, oh, you, you dirty, you're, you're wrong. I don't know why. Why would God love someone like you? <laughs> And it's so yeah, practical. So. Like you will see, you know, you you're trying, you're doing the right thing. Like the way you think is right, going Absolutely. to church, absorbing, and then you'll see other people, you know, not quite doing what God has asked us to do, and you're thinking, mm, you know. <laughs> oh. And then you yeah. go to heaven, <laughs> you find them there. Mm, mm. Yeah. That's what. That's how good. That's how the, the grace of God is beyond our calculations, our mm-hmm. logic. Mm. Yeah. Um, so our special book offer is, I promise to give you more information about this book uh, it's called Have You Be- Ever Been Lost um, in the Bible we find hope for the wanderer hope for the restless soul who is looking for something more there is assurance here in a world of so much uncertainty um, in this book um, that we're going to give you we will look at Luke 15 what we just read and um, see what we do need to we see that we do not need to feel lost and we can be found and a life of and um live a life of assurance um so i'll just quickly read a paragraph taken from the final par- paragraph from the book you may have been away from him and not known it you might be in a church but feel lost you might have intentionally walked away or maybe you've been denied him You've even denied him. The promise of Jesus is that he will take you back. Though you've been lost, he will restore you. All of heaven will have a celebration when Jesus ultimately brings us home to be with him. And we are forever safe. The Father will be waiting for you with open arms. I'll give you the code after the break um, to claim that book. Our next song is I'm Forgiven by Simeon. we choose I've tried but failed to walk in someone else's shoes Strange how I've tried to walk this road alone not knowing the things I might find Forgiven 
that life goes on But now the fears of living life for me are gone I know that your love Can save me from myself in ways I can't explain program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. That was Unforgiven by um, Simeon. And you're listening to Taz Encounters on Faith FM with um, David Leo. And David has been talking about Lost and Found. Uh, before we went for a break, I promised to give you the code to claim our free book offer, which is the book, Have You Ever Been Lost? by Chris Holland. Um, the code is Encounter 5. Um, text encounter and the number five. Don't put any space in between. Um, text start to zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one, and I will be able to send that book to you. Um, so David, as we are in the last section of today's program, um, you've shared so far. You've shared um three parables that explain this topic of um lost and found. Uh, mm-hmm. how would you like to summarize what <clears throat> you've shared so far as we finish off? Yeah, I think it's important. Well, what we've started here is, um, I think there's going to be six parables I'll be covering. Uh, next week I'll be looking at the, the vineyard workers and justice, right? So um, we're, we're continuing this idea of what does the plan of salvation looks like? Because this is important. Right? What do, if, if, if God has a plan, how do I work into that plan? Right, and we can see in these in these three parables as he appeals to the leaders and he appeals to us as well and the sinners that. The whole mission of Jesus Christ is the whole priority number one is to find those who are lost. Right? It's for those to those who don't realize that there is a God who loves them with an everlasting love. There's a um you know, when we, we sit there we in those times of quiet when we're questioning what's life about? You know, in the times of crisis, same question. What's the most important thing in life? Jesus has been there the whole time trying to reveal himself to us you know he says in jeremiah twenty nine thirteen, if you look if you if you search me you will find me if you seek me with all your heart is what what, what god says and we find in these parables that that's what he's trying to reveal to us mm. um you know we, we we heard of the 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 pearl and uh, um you know like the the effort that he goes to to um to redeem us you know to to finally claim us and and in these parables he's saying all sorts of people he's just trying to let everyone know 
that doesn't realize that they're a child of God, that they indeed are, that they are loved by by this God. You know, there's um, there's this story, there's a parable that uh, I heard from, I think, I think it's about 11 years old. He told it last year, and it stuck with me. <laughs> it's a story of a, of a young boy in um, in London. Mm-hmm. And uh, just like yourself in Nairobi, this this young boy, he's um, he's lost in the city. And in the heart of London City, uh, I'm, I'm not sure how you, how you pronounce it, but it's the Charing Cross. And the Charing Cross is the, the very center of London. Mm-hmm. And uh, as this boy's lost in London, he... Uh, he goes to goes to a uh, police station, and one of the bobbies, a bobby, is a police officer. He attends to the boy and he says to the boy, "You know what's wrong?" And the boy explains, "You know that I'm that I'm lost and I want to get back home." And um, the police, the policeman or the bobby, he asks him he asks him a series of questions. And as they keep going through the questions, the boy just he's can't he doesn't know how to answer them and he just starts crying. And he says, "Please, sir." If you just take me to the cross, I can find my way home from there. All right. And the cross, the Charing Cross, which is the reference point, just like you said about the archives building, mm-hmm. that's, that's the only place where you actually can find where home is. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, the, the, the thing that we're learning, learning here is uh, when it comes to the plan of salvation, the, bless, the best place that we can turn to is... When we look at the plan of salvation, the very center of the plan of salvation is to look at what Jesus did on the cross, spending all, right? That's that last story that I just told um, in the last segment about the, the son that, that left and squandered all that money, um, it's often referred to as the prodigal son. Hmm. And you know, prodigal meaning that they just he just spent his money um, without without any regard to you know, any savings or anything, just just splurge, splurge without even thinking. But in the end, what you, what you realize is it's not the son that's spent all, it's the father. The father's the one that's expended everything, mm-hmm. you know, and celebrates everything to get, you know, when you come to the understanding of what Jesus done on the cross, Jesus has given everything that you, me, and everyone can just find the sense of what home means. You know, and home. What 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 is home? Home is realizing that you are you are valued, that you are loved by a creator that has been there since the very beginning. And you come to realize, wow, if that's what, how much I mean to God, then I must be I must be really valuable to Him, and that means something. Mm-hmm. Right, that really means something, and so. Um, these three parables in a row should bring us to the point that regardless of who I am and what I've done, Jesus is going out of his way to pursue us. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that song that you played before, that reckless, reckless love, he's going to go through any boundary, remove anything, you know, move the sofas, shed the light, um, go through the, the dangers of finding, finding where you are. You know, looking out for looking out for you every day that you would make that one decision. That yes, I, I, I do need to, I did, I do need to find where home is. I want to experience what it means to be home. And these parables tell us, wow, every single day Jesus is pursuing you, just to celebrate and rejoice that when you do make the decision, 
he's going to, you know, he, he wants to rejoice in heaven. Mm-hmm. Angels rejoice in heaven. And we have to make a decision amongst ourselves. Do we join in the celebration? Or are we going to be like the older brother and say, you know what? I've been here the whole time. Uh, that person doesn't deserve it. Mm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we, we are loved and valued so much by Jesus Christ. And you need to understand that. And if you're feeling lost right now, then friend, look to Jesus, look to the cross, and I promise you, you'll find your way home. Mm. Well, thank you for that powerful sharing. Um David, because it's really common, like, to feel lost in this, in the world mm. we're living, because there's just so much happening. You know, you're like, what is going to happen? Like, you look at what is happening in Ukraine, yeah. and you're thinking, who's going to save those people, you know? For yeah. Sure. So it's good to know that we have um, hope. Um, what do you have for us next week? So next week, we're looking at the Vineyard Workers and Justice. We're looking at Matthew 20. Mm-hmm. And again, this is based on the plan of salvation. Mm. So that's... Um, yeah, that's gonna be a that's gonna be a parable that I'm gonna love going through right now. Yeah, we do mm. need to hear a lot about salvation this time. And um, tomorrow we have Peter and um, Jason. Peter Watts will be talking about faith and acceptance. Um, so join Peter and Jason tomorrow um, to learn what Peter has to share. And uh, just to remind our listeners, the code to claim today's free book offer is Encounter 5. Encounter 5, text touch to 0488-880-891. And uh, we'll be able to send that book to you. Um, thank you for joining us today. Wherever you are, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. And those in mm. Tasmania, I hope you enjoy the holiday and um, have enough time to relax and um, spend some time with family. We're going out with this song, Amazing Grace by Jadon Lavik. Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. But now I'm found Was blind But now I see Oh, oh, oh Thank God I'm free was grace That taught my heart To fear And grace my fears Sing God's praise, baby.